0: It's time for the beer phase with your hosts, Mark Cox, the only cox in podcasting, Jeffrey Swan, softest
1: hands in the South, baby,
0: and Ryan Smith. Doesn't matter as long as we're all having fun.
1: Alright, guys, it's time for another beer phase, and today we are joined by Ronnie Renton. Say hi, Ronnie. Hello there, everybody. Hello. How's it
2: going? Very well, very well.
0: Lazy Sunday.
2: Lazy Sunday. (laughs) Happy days. Yo, mad Sunday. (laughs) Looking after bloody children. Sunday. I Was supposed to take my brock riders, but didn't happen. That's
0: that's what (laughs) you get for uh, procreating, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's literally what I'm doing when we're done here. Painting. You're procreating. You're procreating. <laughs> no, painting so baby. much thirty fun practicing. He said. He said he's painting Brock riders. Come on. Yeah, I heard. So, we'll go ahead and get started here. It's Sunday, so uh, what beers are we drinking? Mark, it's time for a beer phase. What are you drinking? What are you drinking out of?
0: Uh, I I am actually not drinking beer right now. Um, Texas A&M is playing for the SEC Championship for their tournament, so I am drinking my basketball drink, which is gin. A a nice Plymouth naval strength 60% gin. It's awesome. It's dry. It's good. All right, Ryan. I'm drinking a Sunday Morning Coming Down from Ranger Creek, which is a San Antonio brewery. It is a British-style strong ale that they've stuck some coffee into, and I'm (laughs) drinking it out of a Ranger Creek pint glass in the British Imperial style. love British Imperials, man.
1: All right, Ronnie, what are you
2: drinking? Well, I've got All-American, and you told me not to drink Budweiser, which is good, because I don't drink Budweiser. It's a Sam Adams Boston lager. Which, All right, uh, there you go. We have very cold. It, I actually, you can't get it in the UK, but it started when I used to do Baltimore a lot and started with yingling, which is a kind of English-style yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, e- English, English style, yeah, bitter, you know, that has the taste, the taste
0: but ESG, served like, yeah. a, like a lager.
2: Yep. Yeah, served yep. like a lager, so it's really refreshing, and uh, but tasty. So uh, so the only right. stuff we get over here is Sal Adams' is, um, Boston lager, so I'm going to tuck into one of those. Nice. What do you well,
0: got going if, on, Jeff?
1: It's Sunday and it's midday so it's cerveza time. I picked up a 6-pack of Pacifico yesterday so I'm I'm just sipping on a Pacifico nice sunny day over here. So Pacifico and lime which is a uh Pacifico uh is a Mexican beer. It's a lager obviously because mm-hmm. that's all they make in Mexico pretty much. So <laughs> but uh cerveza Sunday man that's how it goes. So that we will, uh, we'll go ahead and hop on into the subjects for the day. Um, Mark, if you want to take that, take that away and uh, talk to Ronnie about a couple of things we were wanting to talk to him about.
0: Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, Ronnie, it's, it's good to talk to you again. hadn't hadn't seen you since uh, I think Alamo. Yeah, um, thank you very much. So figured we, we were gonna try and get you on after that, and then just everybody got so crazy busy that you know five or four months rolled by. Well, he was probably
1: hung over for like a week after. Uh, that. Hopefully, well, hopefully shit, we didn't even touch job. the
2: sides, boys. You know, I didn't even touch the sides. I thought you were gonna like teach me a lesson. But... i I've got, <laughs> oh, well, you got to come back down it, right now if you want another, another go at it. Uh,
0: so you know, we'll, we'll start with that. Um, you know, you, you got to walk around. You got to kind of see the uh the atmosphere of the gaming yeah. hall and kind of how we like to do our tournaments. Uh, what were your takeaways? How did how did you how how is it different? How did you like it? You know, does it.
2: Well, yeah, just I think it's... a, it's a Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll chat. It, firstly, it's amazing. I mean, I, I don't think Americans quite realise what a good tournament scene they have. Uh, right. I, and it, it, I, I think it's grown because there was a little bit of help from GW, I guess, mid-90s, late-90s, uh, like up in Chicago there's a little bit. But then that that tournament scene really took off in the U.S., and you guys led the way. It was not like that in the UK because we had all the stores. Uh, so there was a lot less kind of independent um, activity. Um, so, yeah, when you come over and you see something like that, which is well-organized, uh, the veneer of civility with a few crazies in there just to uh, keep it exciting. And that's something that's come across the Atlantic. There is, you know, there are kind of a few there to play most of them there to play and enjoy and there's a few there that apparently they play but mostly they just enjoy <laughs>
0: um
2: so i'll mention their names cody um <laughs> but yeah so uh, a very relaxed uh, um, it was beautiful it was really really nice to see and uh, to think that everybody in there is going to be playing kings of war in, oh man we are so know.
1: excited we're so excited man we 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 were we were giving it the send off because we were just like, well, we played the whole year of Warhammer. We cannot wait for Kingsman. Like you don't even know the excitement level of everybody right now to be starting off this season. We've already done a, you know a tournament of Kings and it was awesome, man. Like just totally the same atmosphere, even more friendly. Yeah, it's really been well received.
2: Oh, good. I'm glad. No, and it was a hope you know that we could. always written you know alessio wrote this gaming system with with tournament players in mind but it was you know an almost impossible nut to crack i'll be honest with you you know you had your game you had your groups everyone was happy doing it they knew what they were doing occasionally you know people would buy all zombies um because people wanted hordes of them but other than that even the miniatures couldn't really get in the tournament scene you know occasionally people might do a funky army but by and large, the Armies farmers would be made up. You know, there wouldn't be Mantic minis in there. And then, almost, almost overnight, that whole scene. I think you still got the you've still got the players you like. You still got the venues. You still got the routine. You've still got the very rude banter between you all. Um, almost, <laughs> it, was, it was just the engines changed. All right, we're we'll You know, we're all going to use these engines now instead of those. And um, I think, in many ways, certainly we've seen from the UK tournaments that they're. Slightly more friendly because there's less ambiguity in the rules. They're clearer written. They're written with tournament players in mind. So they are written to be sharp and to avoid those unpleasant parts of the tournament.
0: Yeah, and that, that was kind of our takeaway from this uh, this first run. Obviously, you know, it's a new game system to us down here, uh, shifting over. But um, the, the cool thing about it was we... We, we, we got into it, you know, not not really having played it before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so now it's, it's here's this new tournament game, everybody run your tournament, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're playing this new game, yeah. there's there's no issues. You know, we used yeah. to have rules arguments. There were guys that were a really getting into heated arguments. conversations yeah. about stuff, and it's not happening anymore. We had one rules argument at Shiloh, and it, it literally turned into, open the book, look at page 45, that's the answer
2: yeah so yeah. the
0: clean rules is just it made things a million times easier on on tos
2: yeah and, and that's what i'm hoping that i think you guys are leading the way but i think when people look to you and they'll say in the next three months okay because running a tournament with a different engine it's intimidating that you know sticking with what you have making up a ninth version of it it's kind of appealing but when people can say well firstly we ran a warm-up tournament and we had one rules argument, and we looked at the rules, and the answer was written. You know, I think there's about five FAQs out there, but very few. Um, and when you can say we ran a 70 people tournament, it was great fun. It was all the same as, but it was a lot easier. A lot. Then I think you'll give other people a lot of confidence to make what is a you know fairly major jump. You know, and we know California's sitting there, dithering. Yep. You know. Not like Texans taking it to the taking it to them. So you know, I think when they've guys have seen what you do and look to you, um, th- there's every possibility with the rules set the way it's written, and they will get the confidence to follow and um, join on board. And then that's the, ultimately the plan. If we can have Kings of War as a as a truly global gaming system, well, we've kind of achieved one of the three or four aims that Mantic ever had. You know, it's yeah. it's.
1: Yeah, having it be a tournament system, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what we just keep on coming up with. You know, people that are saying, "Oh, the people that have only played it once or twice, they're kind of trying to look at it through the eyes of Warhammer." Still, that's that's kind of like the one of the major holdbacks right now is people still trying to compare it to Warhammer. Whereas I've I've stepped completely outside, r- recognized it's a whole new game, and on top of that, the rules committee is so awesome to be able to be like, "Hey, this is an issue right now, or what do you guys think about this?" And that they want it. To, You guys set out to make this a tournament system from the get go, and like GW you know because most of us are warhammer refugees they've always said they don't want their stuff to be a tournament you know a tournament system they specifically don't want that and they did everything they could to not make it that and we kept on forcing it to be a tournament thing so you know having having someone's like oh well we actually want this to be a tournament system and to get people and players and organizations together like that was super refreshing for us and uh, personally i think it's a, a way cleaner game now that i've been playing nothing but kings war and had to go back to playing um you know warhammer for masters or whatever last month and it was just so much sloppier like there's no slop in this game it's so clean cut corners like it's perfect like it's it's like there's never going to be a perfect game but like this is a really clean game there's no questions on whether something fits or doesn't or you know like the angles like everything on it has been super fun to play and from a, from a sportsman aspect, because I like going to tournaments and just having a good time and not having to argue across the table, I, it, it turns it to yeah. where I don't have to rule monger someone across the table because it's so incredibly clean cut as far as what you can and cannot do. So, Absolutely.
2: Been- and, 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 and it's the same on a Tuesday night when you play with your mates. Yep, You totally. don't want that kind of grief. You just yep. want to uh, just get in there and enjoy yourself and yep. relax. And so the clarity of rules, which starts out look, making it look like, what well, I'm a light. It makes it look lightweight. The end result is it's anything but. It it, yes. it, it almost allows you, and everyone said this, to play your opponent. The, the purpose of a board game, I always believe, is that the rules should allow you to play your opponent. Not his yep. rule army list, not his... Um, but actually, um, what's he doing? How's he maneuvering? How is he trying to outflank me as he comes through the middle? What's his tactics? What's his strategy? And yep. how can I defend against that? How can I use my force to apply that? And by keeping the rules simple so like me can understand it, then you see the strategies and the tactics, not how can I get this one spell off six times and how can I reap? You know, <laughs> right. I think that's doesn't yeah. become what you necessarily want it to become at the end of a, of a game. I think that's some fun to have some surprises in there, but I think they should be flavours in yeah. the in the in the recipe. You know, spices, not the meat and two veg, not the story.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. I. That's what I've been saying. Is you know, regardless of what someone has put down on the other side of the table, you can always you know outmaneuver, outflank. This game's all about movement and flanking and stuff. So, yeah, it's it's all about playing the guy across the table from you rather than just saying, "Oh, his list is really hard," because you can have a hard list and be a terrible player. I know because like
0: <laughs> I've seen it. So like. It, but also it, makes the game a lot more approachable for new players because they don't exactly. have to know all those dirty combos. Oh, this guy's got a six-dice gateway, I blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, this guy's running this caster, and that means they're going to do this and this and that. It, you know, you don't have those gotchas in there. And when yep. you do, they're fun, fun and flavorful. Hell, yeah. man, yeah. talking talking about being approachable and, and understanding quickly, Jeff, your wife, walked up the other day while we were playing and said, how yep. do you know what's going on? And I said, that number right there is the number of dice he's throwing. That number right there is the number he's trying to hit, and that number on his profile is what we do to to cause damage. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, it, it was just yeah. that quick. It, it wasn't some yeah. extrapolated numbers where you're subtracting multiple. Like There was none of that. It was just yep. this number, that number, that number. Cool. Perfect. Now she can play if she really wants to.
1: Yeah. Easy easy to learn, hard to master type of thing, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and there's, a,
2: there's someone opposite you. And they're going to yeah. have a few tricks, and they're going to be learning things. And and because it's got a nice clean system, we can always have another layer in. We can always put some more. Uh, what's the weather doing? What's what's other things we can add that in? But at its very core, the very base sure. game is beautiful, clean, elegant. You know uh, that that the Alessia has created, and I think that allows it. It's approachable.
0: Yeah, and I I think that um that's something that that goes a lot further than than just kind of that that initial statement um. When the rules are this clean and this easy, it makes my job, Ryan's job, Jeff's job as TOs a million times easier because now instead of trying to write against, you know, what the sales tactic was in writing this rule to try and get this model to sale, Right. Uh, yeah. n- now we're just saying, okay, well, here's how we want the game to play out. Totally different. Where Where I don't have to comp this, I don't have to make some special ruling on that, it's just the rules are the rules, and then here's the flavor that we're going to throw in this this game today.
2: Well, um. One of the things I really enjoyed, and I'd never really seen quite as uh, in a in a carefree but but well thought through way, was the scenario books. I think at the time, Ryan, I spoke to you about it and, and snaffled a copy. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that there was a, kind of these giants plowing around and stealing the beer—it was all beer orientated. Each of <laughs> the battles was linked. But I thought it really, it, it added some fun. And if people wanted to play that straight, they could have done. You know, you could have said, okay, here's the beer and here's here's the Giants. They're drunk. They're milling around and they'll crash into things. So you're adding a new element to the game. Um, giving a scenario for each game as well that has an impact. I, I just thought it was really wonderful. Because the rules are clear, you can actually have a lot of fun with that type of stuff. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you could... It doesn't. It doesn't cuts across what's, what's, and, what's and that's actually done.
0: that's actually like a cultural thing down here now, where you know we expect each tournament to have their own scenarios and to modify modify the game in their own certain ways. So like Jeff's tournament, you know, five or six different scenarios, completely different than what you would see at, at my tournament or, or Ryan's or a, anywhere else. And and we kind of pride ourselves on that, where you know we, we throw in that extra variety that you don't get at other places.
2: Yeah, well, I think it was really characterful, but, and it didn't—it added to the game rather than detracted, and um, it just adds a bit of flavor and a bit of unique. But, uh, but he did, yeah. I thought he did it well, and I think I think Kings of War will will take that even more. You you'll be able to be more.
0: That's great. So, uh, ambitious with uh, it, hey, Ronnie. I, I got a question for you. You know, there's been a lot of growth in the last couple of months. Um, kind of has has the vision altered for Mantic? Or are you guys still? Uh, shooting for the same well, target are you altering well, like yeah. what's what's kind of the plan now
2: <laughs> well i mean the plan was always you know total global domination i just stole that from the boys down the road <laughs> i mean you know um i always thought I, I always thought there was room for a pepsi uh to their Coke. i mean, you know um red bull maybe be more uh, romantic <laughs> I, I, I think when we first started i thought i'd run my flag up Put out some new elves, and everyone would just for yes, some cheaper minis. That's what we've always wanted. Uh, yeah, it didn't work out quite that way. It took a little bit longer to to go out there, and um, I think Deadpool was kind of our first breakout product, where we really got a global tournament game going on, and 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 people gave us a try, and it was it was a a twelve or eighteen month period. But I think the problem with those games is that they just don't have the tail that, that war games do you know uh, sure. building Scratches an army yeah and you dip in and out and there's some people love it and never want to do any more and we want to support those but the plan was always i mean we've got kind of two plans one uh, when the kickstarter starts in that phase we don't we're not we're not a board game company you know we are a war games company we make miniature games and i think the most board gaming we go is things like dungeon saga Yep. which is a miniatures game That's a great on the game. board. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. And it's good fun, and it's kind of a recruiter. And yep. what we've got to try and do is it's our Trojan horse into the board games to say, hey, you board gamers, you'll enjoy this. But one of you, of the six that plays, will go, wow, there was something really cool about those miniatures and the way that they interacted with the scenery, and I wonder who Mantic is. Oh, okay, so there's games that you use miniatures rather than... The miniatures are a token for a piece on the board, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. And and hopefully it will recruit more people into wargaming and into uh, tabletop gaming, um, which yeah. is primarily our long-term aim. So everything else we do is to kind of find the uh, find the righteous and convert them to the path of happiness, which is Jay soldiers <laughs> and beer, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So, um, and that's why I kind of we've done the Walking Dead. I think the Walking Dead is is absolutely designed to be. A miniatures game, it's kind of skirmishy, it's gonna be great fun. I'm sure our Kings of War players will pick it up to have a look and you'll play it because it's 10 figures, it's 12 figures, and you know, there's no codexes. Every pack you buy will come with the character cards, it will come with the booster cards. So, you know, on a Tuesday night, when you're painting your Kings of War army for a tournament in a month's time, I'd love it if you got together and played that. So you know, and then, so yeah, I don't think the plans changed much. I think we're a little, a big step closer to it. I think uh, people that weren't ready to give us a try are some people have properly committed and jumped across and are enjoying it for what it is. And there's plenty to get stuck into: dead zone, warpath, a bit of sci-fi. Um, there's a
1: uh... yeah, and, I started I uh... started the dead zone with the biggest set that you had and the and the warpath with the ultimate tyrant setup like because i think those are really cool gateway things too like i i've always liked like the futuristic aesthetic but i've never really liked the whole everything space marines everything and you know it just adds more like even with the other game systems like dead zone and uh and warpath it adds more like realistic futuristic stuff where it's you have a whole bunch of different races and you have the oppressed races you have like the dominant races like you you have all that stuff that is more realistic rather than just like we're all elite races you don't know it and we're just fighting to see who's more of an elite race it's not really like that (laughs) for for warpath and i like that it's still built around units instead of like you know individual models and every every single model has a different weapon and stuff like that yeah so no, i think that's a really cool system that i hope people get up and play on like friday nights at our tournaments too so I, I bought like five armies just so i could take them down so no one else has to buy them for an investment to get going and then they can figure out if they like it so
2: yeah they can have a play and there's, and there's something about it was interesting because i went to adepticon last year and the first version of dead zone I think the series was lovely the factions were quite good fun but I think the rest stick was a bit of a switch off. You know, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it was, it's great if you're doing Trolls, you know, sure. those lesser abyssals, three pieces sticking together, it does that great. But when you go down to kind of fine figures at sculpted level, we maybe we should either we could have done it in metal, we wouldn't, there wouldn't have been metal in the world. Um, right. And the hard plastic wasn't quite up to it at the time. So we, we went with what we had, but I, I think it, having glued a couple of factions together, it wasn't the modeling experience you wanted. And I think the rules were clunky. I think they were a little bit counterintuitive. We didn't do enough editing. The core game was good, and then it got kind of complex during the. However, when I went to Adepticon, Dead Ball was you know it was early 2015, absolutely you know still going very strong in a tournament. To see 20 players. It was still it was still Kings of War version one, uh, pre any uh, 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 changes last year. So there was about 12 players for that. Mm-hmm. There was 20 playing dead zone so it was hmm. already 24 playing dead zone it was already the most popular because it was wow. five or six figures here's the yep. gaming table it's good fun it's 3d uh, a lot of them were guys we'd taken through a play test at year before when it'd come out and because they'd gone over that initial how the hell does this work <laughs> um, right because they'd got through that they were then, oh, this is brilliant, because I can do this, and I can do that, and I can do all that. And that was kind of buried. You yeah, and a lot of us
1: that sh- have been playing forever, like a lot of us played either Mordime or Necromunda, and it feels a lot like yeah, Necromunda, it's but, awesome. but more more clean cut and more yeah. dynamic than Necromunda was, in my opinion. Well, the and the
2: new version is absolutely super fast. I mean, it's... It, it, it's the first sci-fi game for a very, very, very long time that I've been, um, you know, abusing my position, walking around saying, "Should we play Test Dead Zone, boys? Uh, you know, should we just, should we just run through Dead Zone one more time, Ronnie? We played yesterday, we played right. the day before. <laughs> you know, the rules are good. Well, I, I just want to just test the. Uh, should we? It, you know, it's a real clean, and then the rules committee have done a. Standout job. Another fantastic effort from the rules committee. Real passionate, you know, skirmish sci-fi players. They wanted to take it to somewhere. They've done it. Um so again, it's got a lot of those hallmarks. And what's going to be interesting with this is we're just about to start our kind of telling everybody about it. Yeah. Um in a couple of weeks' time. And and you got an
1: email of... yesterday about the book went to print, so
2: yeah, it's gone. Someone's pretty found a typo. Pretty it?
1: excited. Pretty yeah. excited, man.
2: Yeah, the what's gone? Uh, scenery's there. Hard plastics coming in, um, and it's it's it's. I mean, like, I've noticed Frostgrave's done a brilliant job this year of a kind of quick, wizard-based gamish game. Yep, yep. And I, I'm hoping that this can do the same thing where people pick up a, a faction and have a go. The Rebs, great story yep. there. You know, the the Enforcers, just lethal evil killers. Uh, the orcs are mercenaries you know but uh, comically tactically stupid everyone thinks they're stupid they're <laughs> not they're uh, them on their head the hysterians being all mysterious you know uh, elfish and uh, forge but so there's all these different factions. really easy to start plus the whole war game there is at yep. the moment a game where you get the scenery in the box and the scenery in the box is enough to play the game mm-hmm. right yeah seriously
1: that's totally accurate having having something you can open up a box and be like all right we can play
2: it's like a board game in that way, and it's yep. kind of. And I hope it will allow people to just say, you know, why is it seventy-five bucks, eighty bucks? Let's give that a try, you know. And when yep. you try it, you'll start understanding what Mantic's about. We are not, we're not one, we're not forty k. We never tried to be. We're slightly different. We're a different, we're a different flavour, and our flavour is a little bit more light. you know, I yep. think uh, doesn't have the heritage in some ways. We've turned that to our we're trying to turn it to our advantage. So we really good, clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've got a wonderful someone. IP that they've built yeah. it up. Yeah, and it's great and it's theirs. But actually yeah. I don't like the gothic sci-fi. I want clean sci-fi. I want kind yep. of, you know, some Blade Runner combined with, you know, kind of Edge of Tomorrow. You know, really clean shot.
1: Yep. I've been digging the uh, aesthetic on it, man. It's just all real clean, futuristic sci-fi. I've been really digging it. Um, that's why I bought all the factions. I did. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> i exactly. got ultimate pirate, yeah, right. and I was like, "Oh, I want to do three hundred dollars of add-ons on top of it." <laughs> like, <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, because yeah, I was tough. just like, "Oh man, I gotta. If there's gonna be a, if there's gonna be a tournament, I may as well go ahead and pick up a bunch of, t- of terrain so I can have that for a tournament already. So I have to buy this. Oh, but then I'm gonna need this too. And
2: mm. <laughs> it got sucked right, in, I man. That's too. how it goes. Yeah, but that's, that's, I really like I best. really love
1: it. That's Speaking good. Of all those all those things we love i finally because i did not get in on the kings of war kickstarter uh so i just now recently because they came available to a week and a half ago or two weeks ago yeah got the got the abyssal stuff <sighs> and oh my gosh like i know that i won those uh, succubi off of you uh at alamo uh for taking first place for that i got the sprue of 10 succubi so that just like made me start drooling and then um I'm telling you, man, I got that Archfiend in my hand the other day. Oh, my gosh. Like, I've already got it. I got it all painted up and everything. Did it to a really high level. And what he does. An looks amazing great. amazing model, mm-hmm. dude. Amazing models. The, like, everything in the Abyssal line so far, I have, like, pulled out, looked at it, and it is really high-quality stuff. So, like, people are like, oh, you know, Mantic stuff has always been about being cheap and it's chunky and it's you know it's it's more it's inexpensive and they don't make good models. I'm like they don't make good models if you're a terrible painter. Like <laughs> like but like Well
2: honestly, I, a, I, honestly, a few that I think I think we've got two sprues. I think our, our, our basileans weren't good. You know, I'll hold my hands and I think they were not quite uh, I think you might not like our L's for aesthetic reasons. But sure. if you, the details there. I just think they're probably a little uh been, but that was aesthetic you know if I my time again I'd probably give them a cloak because it would give them more of a feel but when you see an army <laughs> of those painted up I think they look I've seen them look lovely dwarves yep. I like I like the dwarves I think are undead are better than anything on the market you know they're our oh, number totally, one and yeah. it was a period where we changed away from Terry where at that point we were doing everything three up we only had access to one sculptor and the same sculptor did the zombies as did the dwarves as did the elves you know as yep. uh, did the ghouls so who do, So we couldn't get different styles in through different sculptors and we started using a different toolmaker and I think there was a little drop-off with the aliens. I think the goblins were closer. I think, it, I think you know, the goblin they,
1: models are really good. I, yeah. I really like the goblin models a lot. Um, and, like, and then, I have a lot of GW goblins and I w- yeah. won't use them. I will start a whole new mantic goblin army because I really like the goblins that you guys have.
2: Well, thank and they're good for, and then I think since then you, you can see with the abyssals when you've seen them you know I think that's the quality of plastics at now
1: yeah and I, amazing
2: I, I, and I'll hold that up as a, as, a, as a war game plastic to anything that's up there you know I think it's we're, you know the guys have, have let me nowhere near the design of product anymore which is probably very sensible and uh, they shoved me out of the room and uh, they're doing a great job <laughs> That resin you
1: guys are using right now, like the Archfiend I just got, that resin is really cool. Like, is that like a special blend that you guys did or something? Because It went together really good. Like, everybody complains about gap filling and stuff. I had no actual green stuff I had to use. I had to use a little liquid green stuff for some of the gaps just because I want them tight. But, like... Even once you have it together, it's got a little flex to it. So, like, if you put it into, like, your army case in something where to hit it or something, it's not going to snap. It's not going to break. It's going to flex a little bit. Like, it has a little give to it, and it's really nice.
2: It is, isn't it? It's a really nice—sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to agree with him. So, yeah, uh, I think they used it first on that uh, Greater golem. Oh, they used it on the and Earth yeah. Elemental, and they've used it on that, and it's just got a really nice kind of almost plasticky feel to it, where it's not yeah. too brittle.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I was going to say the uh, Elf Kindred Dragon uh, has that as well a little bit, some of that give to the plastic. I was very surprised by that.
2: Yes, yes. Um, now that's, you know, that, that Kindred Dragon is where we're taking the dragon that came from Dungeon Saga, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. using it across in the... Um, in the in, for that and for the for the abyssal dwarves,
1: dwarves, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Then they've used it, and obviously we're still we're not quite as big as we'd like to be. You know, tabletop domination is it's not just on our doorstep yet. So wherever we can reuse plastics, you know, it it unlocks particularly on big pieces like that, where it gives you a nice big presence on the army on the battlefield. It gives you a real footprint. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's what's wonderful that we've been able to do with Kings of War Second Edition is you've got things like the archfiend the greater golems the earth elemental those that dragon and the uh, abyssal dwarf ancient chat these are really central pieces and that was mm-hmm. something that was just beyond our abilities to to pull off satisfactorily before i mean and even now... with,
1: like the your individuals man like i don't know how many people have had have, have their hands on the new abyssal individuals but like the abyssal champion the efreet's like Wow, I mean like really sharp, nice, clean models, like really cool. Like I, I there's nothing I would have used other than that new abyssal champion, man. I added some wings to it and that thing is a super solid individual model, man.
2: Yeah, thank you. I will pass that on to the um to the boys that are in charge of that. So the, the abyssal army has got a lovely theme. It's got a lovely Yeah, strong... it's
1: really it's a really cool aesthetic. So the where I was going with that was um, I know that uh, at the same time the um, Forces of Nature stuff was supposed to be coming out, you know, in or, or in or around the same time as the Abyssals. Where are we at on that? And on top of that, uh, I've been watching, like, for the – you guys had that concept art up for the Nayad Worm Riders. Are, yeah. those, are those still coming? Because, man, if they're anything as good as that concept art, I cannot wait to get my hands on those things. They look <laughs> Awesome.
2: Yeah, well, so I think we are doing Abyssal, we're doing Abyssal, we've done the um, Crypt for Dungeon Saga this month, which okay. obviously is linking to the Dungeon Saga releases. So sure. a couple more of those, but it's also nice because there's a few more Abyssal figures, so we thought we'd link that into the Abyssal launch. I think next month is going to be Nature, so we just gave people a couple of months yep. to digest the Abyssals, get excited about those. Uh, get those armies going on, and then we've got Nature coming out, which is the next, uh, the, uh, the final release, really, of Plastics from mm-hmm. the Kickstarter. Yep. So, Salamanders and naiads are the Plastics, plus a whole heap of that. So, suddenly there's two brand new armies that you know, kind of never been available before. Great for people that perhaps, like I say, missed the Kickstarter and want to try something new. They might have been using Uncharted Empires to fight an old Orc army or a Dwarf army that they have, So it's nice to bring something new out for them to to tempt them into getting their hands on some soldiers. And we're obviously very proud of both of those. Um, And then I think we're going to keep doing uh, every couple of months, probably we'll go back and do some of the lesser armies in the Uncharted Empire. So I think the global scoop here, but the the chat next is um, Army of Dust okay for obvious reasons which is an right undead. yeah for obvious reasons yeah. <laughs> chance for mischief so um we can we can put an army of dust out within that would be good fun and then potentially uh, just for shits and giggles the niads using the core plastic niads and then adding the rest of the i forget the blinking. Trident realms.
1: yeah that's yeah. what i'm fish, that's what i'm waiting for army.
2: Yeah, am waiting so, for
1: you guys to have the all all the Naiad stuff out for me to do Trident Realms because I want to do an all Mantic army. So
2: yeah, and I think that's where we're going to head out towards the end of the year. So that could be the the fourth army this year where we'll add resin and plastic and some metal conversion parts to um, to do a whole fishman army. Nice, can't wait. Um, man. Yeah, so I think yeah, what is happening the dust? Hey, April, May, June, maybe June for those, and then yeah a couple of months after that and you'll see the uh trident because we're gonna have dead zone in the middle dead zone
1: yeah invasion. yeah can't wait man can't wait to get that stuff too it's gonna be awesome
2: yeah no plenty, plenty of plenty good toy soldiers coming which is great packing them and uh, and i think now what's getting nice is people are genuinely getting the chance to find other people ready to give us a try or go to their club where there's four or five people playing Whereas yep. I think for a few years, the guy was going down to the local club and was treated like the kind of village idiot. No, no, Magic's <laughs> great. Give it a try. Come on, let's try this. Get out of here. We're, we're not playing that stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like, I I mean, I had gone to, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Adepticon multiple times. And, you know, last time I was, like, not last time but like three maybe three years ago or whatever i think i stopped to talk to you guys at uh, the mantic booth and you're like oh you know check out these models and i was just like ah you know they're cool models but i play with warhammer i don't get to, you know and then and then you actually try out the game and you're just like well shit this is way clean <laughs> like just, well, I, I actually really people. like this game a lot <laughs>
2: And I think some people will play both. You know, it's fine to, it's not, it it just kind of felt like, I said to people, it's a bit bit like cheating on your girlfriend, you know, cheating on your wife. Right, yeah. You know, I'm committed to this. You know, and I think that's why it's quite fun, because Dead Zone, there isn't a game out there that does it. I mean, people say, well, it's Infinity. You say it's not, Infinity's a six by four war game. You know, they have ten figures on it, but those ten figures are like fighting a whole army. Yeah. Because there's a lot to do with each figure. You crouch yep. down, you do this. Whereas ours is on a two by two. It's a, it's nearly a board game with well, on three dimensions, which makes it yep. a bit more. Imp- because you've got to spread, but it's collapsed. There's ten figures, and in forty minutes, everything's going to be dead. <laughs> yep, this is going totally. to be this is going to be. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot more necromunda if you want to reference. Yep. There's nothing in that slot. There isn't anything that's a nope. board, a combo board game skirmish, if you like. You, you know, it's a, it's a war game in the board game space and the board game time. I'm kind of board game brain ache. As not <laughs> it's not too complicated, I've told too much in your head. no so, oh God! Yeah, I forgot about that combo. Oh, okay, that's going to wipe me out, isn't it? You know, no, it's there's the movement. Each figure's going to stay there, so. We need a bumper to share with the other Mantic podcasts. No swearing allowed. Oh, real professional. The Fourfoot Snake is a UK-based Kings of War podcast presented by... John. They want to be an individual. Dan. Nick. Can I go to the toilet, please? And Matt. You can find us on Facebook at OFFS and on Twitter at o 4 Snake. And you can find us on iTunes. That's 32 points of damage. Let's do a nerf check. Anything but snake eyes. Oh,
1: Well, you got uh, you got two uh, two events going on over here in the next two weeks, three weeks. Um, yeah, we'll have uh, we'll a Wolf going, and then you'll be up at uh, at Adepticon. You' pretty excited to see,
0: yeah, same weekend. Uh,
1: yeah, you' pretty excited yeah. to see the, the scale of which uh, Mantic games will be playing up there by comparison to the past, you know, multiple years you've been out there. You know, it's always been kind of like a smaller portion of the room, and now it's going to be taking up. A pretty good amount pretty good amount of the whole venue
2: yeah i think so yeah i think we'll be having i mean there's well it's going to be incredible that in one weekend there's going to be 70 playing down with you guys another 50 or so up at uh, depticon plus another team tournament at depticon for kings of war there's also going to be 24 in dreadball um uh, there's just tons tons of events going on throughout um and, and, and interestingly, there'll be lots of other small events going on too. In, uh, you know, every time I switch on my Facebook feed now, you'll find there's a 12-man tournament going on here and a 10-man tournament going on there. And there's something happening in Melbourne, Australia, and there's something happening in Aberdeen and France. And, you know, it's it's really becoming a, a gaming system that people seem to be enjoying and and participating with and they're just picking up the flag and running with it.
0: Yeah, and you, you know what's funny is... Um... We typically focus on the big GTs, but there's yes. stuff happening every weekend in Houston with Kings of War now. Yes, and, and and they just they don't post it up because it's not an event for them. It's just hey guys, it's Friday we're all playing this, so they don't even post it anymore. It's a tournament. They're still playing. They've got you know ten, fifteen, twelve guys, whatever the number is. Yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of the shock is everybody wants to focus on event numbers, which. Yeah, if you want to look at event numbers for for that weekend, that you know April second and third, you're going to almost quadruple what you had previously in the year for yeah. Kings of War, yeah. um, just between two events. But yes. there's stuff happening every weekend in, in, in your local area, and and that's that's kind of where I think that's where really everything's picked up is the grassroots is it's just everything is there it's it's all out there everybody's everybody's grabbing onto it and doing their own things it's not necessarily getting posted into a single repository which I, I saw Nick Williams is working on that with the uh, the Kings of war resource page um that thing's fantastic you know if, if anybody's looking for for kings of war stuff that's that's the place to go and that's the place to talk to but it, it just seems like it's it's just it's this monumental ball that just keeps picking up things as as, well, as it rolls. You know, that's
2: what's exciting, isn't it? It's the grassroots that the tournament scene is great, and it's uh, but actually to truly have a global system, it's it's the games that people don't talk about. This is what I do on a Friday night. This is what I go. I'm gonna go yeah, play exactly. a game and quietly pick up a game and quietly pick up. And we're seeing that, you know, in this in our books. I think uh, when we launched the Kings of War book. We printed the Kickstarter number plus about the same again. We printed two more prints since then. We did, let's say, about 5,000 first print run. I said, okay, get another couple of thousand. Let's see if it's stated there. When that didn't even touch the site. I mean, literally, that was in and out in in, in week. I said, oh, yeah. Okay, this, is cra- this is crazy. Printed another 3,000. Well, 3, when, you're, thousand. When,
1: you're, when your rule book isn't uh, $90, <laughs> that helps, <laughs> helps too. That too. helps. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, so I printed, that's the right screen. I'd print three or print four thousand. I said, come on, let's, let's just go and get a real big number and, and get that printed. It actually lasts us. It might be six months, it might be 12 months. It doesn't matter it's going to last us. Uh, I got an order yesterday on my desk for another print run, which, you know, the third print was just before Christmas. Nice. Um, it's lasted two two months and we're going to run out with we're on a third print of uncharted empires fourth print of uncharted empires so you know for me that metric is is quietly how many of these rule books are going on shelves and then not not going on shelves but going off shelves how many are
0: you replacing
2: yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, are, are they going onto people's you know uh, bags and gaming bags and reading and, and that's the important bit because that's when you've genuinely got something that's um it's growing and and that's it's healthy because then you know tournament players will move away you need new people coming in saying oh i play king's of war yeah i'll come along and i'll give it a try and, and and you know to stay healthy and to stay well the tournament scene needs new blood it needs new games coming in all the time
1: incredibly accurate that's, that's part of our, our argument against doing a couple other things but yeah i mean it can only last so long without the new people coming in and, and wanting to play and um you know that that being said we were just at we were just at masters uh in vegas um like what three weeks ago ryan was it three weeks ago something like that a three more four weeks that. ago yeah um and you know that wasn't e- there wasn't even a kings of war event there like they, they weren't playing kings of war um you know but uh you guys had a mantic booth set up over there and uh Friday night, we uh, we just uh, got together, me and a couple of the SoCal guys, um, Fred Whitney, Scott Holcomb, a um, couple of the other guys that are out there from West Coast, and uh, we just went and grabbed a table, and we just started playing open gaming for Kings of War, and I shit you not, three, four, five people came by, asked questions, watched at least a turn of it, one kid, like, one guy, like, dropped, like, his tournament to come watch us play, because... <coughs> He was having like he was having so much fun watching it that we actually walked him through a game afterwards. And he's like, I love the fantasy aspect of stuff. I play War Machine, but, you know, I really like the rank and Flake aspect. Would you guys teach me how to play? So we just walked him through a game like showed him how to play. So, you know, people that are there actually paying for a tournament and then, like being like, oh, I'm going to drop because I want to go play this pickup game <laughs> like because it looks so much fun. You know, well,
2: that's shoot. the opportunity, isn't it? And that's what's wonderful. And I think that's where we can't rest on our laurels. We've got, you know, our job is now to get actively recruiting. We've got to be at every show. Totally. Where, uh, and, you know, we've got to be there just helping people. You know, we, we always had the attitude. We had the free rules right from right from day one, since Kings of War came yep. out, there was a free rule set um, because we knew our job was trying to get people across before it was about tempting now, actually, it's changed. I think when you asked me at the beginning of the show, well, what's changed? Well, the change is now actually people are willing to give us a try and it's our job to get out there and 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 make sure that they have that chance and that opportunity um, while while people are still interested so that there is a healthy global tournament that is a grassroots system, not a tournament, a healthy system that has people playing all around the world because when that's happening, other things will spring up out of that. Tournaments, painting competitions, yeah I mean, it's really nice stuff.
1: to get pe- new people into it too because it's very it's very affordable if they get to the point where they're like man i i i'm down i want to do this like i want to start an army cool what do you what do i need to do well there's a whole army box right there full of pretty much everything you need <laughs> for at least a thousand points worth of your worth of stuff and guess what it's under hundred bucks <laughs> like,
2: yeah it's Big under a it hundred bucks
1: like it's totally doable man like uh, army boxes that i used to buy when i was a kid like man I, i'd have to save up for months i mean months to get to get something like that it was it was like 200 bucks back in the day 250 bucks you know and that was 10 15 years ago
2: <laughs> yeah no so it's, it's accessible you know we're, we're yeah. trying we're trying to make it accessible working to keep it accessible and if we're going to be successful we've got to make make sure that happens and so having recruiters like i think you know i talk about dead zone i talk about the walking dead but in the same way they're recruiters for new people into toy soldiers yeah mm-hmm. and they are great tuesday night gaming for vets yep and that's totally. what we're trying to do because you can't you don't always feel in the mood for a full kings of war game i mean i think <laughs> some of the super hardcore do but it's great fun you know what we've got a tournament in three months so between now and then let's paint our armies up and then we'll play a few games but every Tuesday night, let's get together and play some Dead So. Let's have six different factions and let's just slam the shit out of each other. You know, let's see That's why
1: I bought four or five factions so yeah. people can just come over yeah. and even though they didn't they didn't get into it right away, they can still yeah. play and still, you know, see what ones they want to buy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I play with a few different ones and it's different. It's just good fun. And it's enjoying playing with Toy Soldiers. And I remember when I was a kid, played Warhammer very often. We were always buying Warhammer soldiers. But right, actually, yeah. A, the bases, there wasn't army bases. There weren't even slaughter bases when I started buying. There were unrattled metal round bases. Yeah. So we bought those soldiers but played Mighty Empires or played Chainsaw Warrior or played Diplomacy or Risk. We played other games because we or role-play games because we couldn't play our war game because it was unplayable. We played it all Easter holidays or Spring Break as you'd call it. Set up in a room and play a few hours every day for a week.
1: Yep, yep, yep. That, that's, that's pretty much what we were doing. I mean I i I spent I spent a whole year just playing nothing but uh just playing nothing but Mordime one time. <laughs> like we yeah. played we had fantasy minis, but we just played Mordime for a whole year. So.
2: Because it's so playable and I think that's that slot that we're trying to bring back. Yep. But with depth, with different factions, with so you know, with Dead Zone the the base game is the rule book. It's got a hardback rule book in it, and that's got every single faction, base faction, enforcers, marauders. Um, but they're the kind of vanilla I army mean, lists. This, this is an enforcer faction in a dead zone. Any given dead zone, there's lots of them in the sphere at any time. No prosperity sphere. That area is shut down. These guys are going in to kill everything. These guys are there because they want something, or they you know there's some, the mercy presented, or whatever other reason. Then we're going to take it. The expansion books are going to be stories, narratives. So it's going to be focusing on a specific dead zone, which may be multi-planet or single planet or, um, you know, the first one is going to be infestation, which is a, a, a space station that was set up because there was a big mining planet. and The mining planet is coming to the end of its life. So the rats, the vermin, know that they've got to infest the space station and get off into other areas, otherwise they'll get trapped.
1: Nice. So yeah.
2: they've, they've taken over this space station which is called Exxon 4 uh, which is above exxon 4 which is the planet and suddenly the enforcers know it's there there's a hell of a you know massive breakout because they've spawned six other broods so that they can spread because that's the ones that spread it and all of a sudden there's a huge fight and um, this is one of the gateways into some of the other areas so then we're going to have these are specific named heroes is their army list so you'll use most of the figures you've got but because Commander Howlett is a close assault specialist he has a specialist squad that a specialist close assault troops Love it, and, that's awesome and so, so there's a real um, kind of narrative in there um, and then we can just do different books which will give you different army factions, not where you have to go buy a whole new faction, you have to add a new squad, a new commander but then, I don't know if you know but in the command dice there's uh, yep. one to six one is like an splat. extra move yeah the yeah. splat every commander will have a different splat So the whole way your army fights your bonus thing so your basic enforcers can re-roll and survive so you shoot them hey they're dead re-roll no i'm still alive Ha <laughs> ha. Hmm. Yeah, these guys are tough they're not going to die they could have a different splat so they'll fight very differently
1: yeah, keep speaking, speaking of like uh being able to do that kind of interconnecting, where you kind of just come back and add this little, this little, that little, you know, little things like that. Um, is there is there talk about that with like Kings of War? Where um, I know like I'm looking at the um, the Twilight can. I know those are going to be coming out in the in the nearby future. But um, say they have like the unit of uh, the Abyssal Riders, right, where they have like dudes on monstrous calves that are basically riding Abyssal like Cav. Is there, is there talk of, like, let's say you have an Abyssal's army. Is there talk of, oh, this new army came out, Twilight Can, let's call it Twilight Can, and uh, they have this unit that could be a normal choice in another army. So now that this new army came out, it makes sense for, let's say, Abyssal's get access to these abyssal riders as a normal choice because this new army came out and they fit in this army or Selfish like questions trident realms comes out right and <laughs> trident realms has this new thing that that hasn't been that wasn't available in forces of nature but it makes sense to be in forces of nature you know rather than having to do allies for it you know what i mean yeah
2: yeah, yeah. no i think the plan is at the moment we're going to try and make sure that we complete out the armies that are there sure. with units that they haven't got And add um, some, uh, and then fill out some of the other armies and try and get a few more armies available, like the fishmen that are kind of unique and they're uh, good fun.
1: I guess the question came up because you had.
2: um, Well, we will add, no, I was going to say, because what we then will do is we will add some of those units that come out back into other armies right
1: yeah 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 that's but, what i was asking because you yeah. just had that campaign book come out and you had a special yeah. character and he's available to this army and that army so it yeah. kind of opened up the question of oh are Correct. they going to come out with a unit and the unit would be available to this army that army and the other army that could be really cool
2: and what we'll try and do is at least hold circles, because of course instantly we reprint a rule book we think you know what would be cool um and so we're going to hold back try and hold back for a year or so at yeah. least so that we can um, make sure that everyone that's got a rule book has all the rules they need to play the game. Sure. And then we will crack, and we will start putting out some other um,
1: Supplements. Some other rules.
2: Yeah. yeah, and at that point, um, it, the rules start getting messy because there'll sure, be sure. some stats here and some there, and, we'll have, and then I'll go, okay, it's a year on from that. It's time for a third edition. How should we improve it? Sure, <laughs> and Fair so it enough. becomes a cycle and I think that's what happened with Kings of War 1 it was really clean, then we added the Basilean Legacy and um, another book, Fire and Stone which had some rules in them and da, 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 da. And it's a bit like Dreadball now with six seasons, so you have to get six books to get all the teams, and so you have to come back and you have to say, right let's clean it up, let's put it back into a single edition, or single edition with one book for Expanded Armies and then everybody's got everything they need and then for a year that's perfect and then we'll bring a new army out with a whole new list like twilight kin you know we say okay there's a full army list now Da-da-da. here's a load of skills oh those would go well with this army or that okay, okay let's put some rules out for that and it iterates and after about two to three years three to four years it gets so messy that we need to um get it all up and start again sure but yeah that's kind of yeah. kind of kind of the fun because then there's be a, there a lot of people
1: and... that were probably wanting to ask that question you know for uh, the expandability of like adding a unit or two two armies in the nearby yeah. future or something like that obviously you don't want to make it too messy and stuff and and make them all vanilla because they all have the same options Correct. And all then,
2: obviously yeah but... but no absolutely definitely part of the plan yeah, wanted to be part of the plan i think it's good fun cool
0: right. mark
1: you want to talk to ronnie about some local stuff coming up
0: yeah uh I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're up there in numbers. Um, there's, there's a lot of things I've been, I'm (laughs) with, with my, with my day job, I I do a (laughs) lot of number crunching. Um, so I've just been kind of plowing through the numbers. Um, out of the 21, 22 armies that we offer in Kings of War, there's 19 different armies showing up. Wow. Brilliant. So yeah, pretty, pretty much an entire spread across the board. Um what's funny is there's no dominant army. Um yes. there's six armies that take up each of them have six versions of themselves showing up. But that's still kind of crazy because that's still more than half of the field is kind of one set of army and then the rest of the half of the field is is everything else. But um yeah that that's happening. Uh so so what are you what are you kind of looking for, you know? and this is me being selfish at this point not asking about specific units that i can work into my army but uh what are you looking for as far as feedback from us from how the event ran how the armies played like what do you guys want to hear from us um you know a week from now or or a week from from lone wolf when that happens uh
2: i I think to help craft that next step was it fun you know did everybody enjoy themselves? I think that's absolutely part of the plan. Uh, I think uh, that's uh, it's part of our mission. You know, I think playing with toy soldiers should be fun. And did you have a fun tournament when it's this big? Does it still work? Uh, I'm hoping the answer is going to be, you I'm, know.
0: I'm going to be um, biased and I'm going to answer three weeks in advance and the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what's your next later. criteria that you want to hear yeah. back
2: on? Um, <laughs> was, there, was there armies there rather than was there... Uh, A small collection of models that you know was you know i want to see armies i think you know it's good fun it's a war game there's other games there so has anyone yet been able to min max it Mm -hmm. Um, now um i think that's important and I think probably most importantly, please tell me Daniel King didn't win it. That's the most. Oh, important. he's not going
1: to win it. You know he's playing me in game one, right?
2: Well, that's good, but careful—he's an little bugger. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so don't go in thinking he's rules committee nice or anything. He—he's coming over there to beat you guys. So he, get your plans together. He Watch better. Some of his, yeah. He's, he better uh, come to win because he's going
1: to be getting. Piss drunk, man. We're playing. uh <laughs> we're Yeah, playing that might be a good way beer. of messing him up. He's
2: yeah, see, that's, that's the trick. And... We, we
0: tricked him into coming in two days early, so he's going to be on a two day bender. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> heard, he I heard that. Uh,
1: I heard that Mantic might have championed him to come over here and maybe helped out with a plane ticket just to come show us up.
2: <laughs> Not sure. Yeah, I thought it was great fun. <laughs> oh. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, um, I think it's good. I think I think what I want to be seen to be supporting the the tournament scene. He's a yeah. big tournament player. Definitely. Uh, he worked really hard on the rules. Um, uh, you know, hours and hours and hours. It's type of stuff that you know we can't, we couldn't pay for. You know, right. if we pay people an hourly rate, you can't do. It. They've got to do it because they want to. But yeah. what a fantastic trip! Uh, It's something he couldn't kind of afford it by himself. Similarly, it's not really for us to be able to kind of be able to pay for people just to fly over on a jolly for a game. So you know, we went hearts and hearts. He 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 could he could get half it together. I said, well, how about we pay the other half as a thank you? That's great. That's awesome. uh, That that really is. That's that's
0: the thank you. That's great.
2: And uh, yeah, and I think it's good fun, but make sure you you beat him. That's the most important oh, thing. Oh, that'll don't, happen. I'm not... yeah. Good. He's gonna feel <laughs> like
0: he's beaten by the time that game's over. He may not, <laughs> he may not lose it, but he's gonna feel beaten.
2: You may have to use the you know, drink a bottle of tequila while you're playing, kind of Cody style. There.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well,
1: we'll, well, we're gonna take care of him. Man. Oh, we're don't do that with Jeff. Don't do tequila his... with Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I learned that lesson. <laughs> 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 I can drink tequila, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um. Yeah, man. He he'll he'll be coming over. We're gonna get his room, and we're gonna get uh we're gonna get his food and drink for the weekend. So it should be a good time. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a great time, and uh you know yeah. So if he
0: tries to expense anything, um, yeah yeah, we're yeah, yeah. Rejected. he's lying. Oh, I'm telling <laughs> you,
2: his ticket's there. He's on his own after that. You know, he, <laughs> he's had all he's having. Yeah. Uh, he got to well, cut out of me we're as well. Excited so.
1: to have him over. We're we are actually looking at coming out to uh y'all's neighborhood uh next year so 2017, oh, brilliant. 2017 we're gonna put yeah. together a texan um we're gonna put together a texan group to, to fly on out over there we'll have at least two people but we're looking yeah. to get five forest. so yeah
2: it's great fun and yeah, come on over we'll give you a tour give you a show around show you nottingham get some beers in the evening as well it'll be great fun yeah so, we heard um, there's like
1: a old pub that's in the side of a cave like all
2: your pubs yeah. out there that's how that works yeah. right yeah, the one of the twelve in the country that claims to be the oldest in the country. About right. twelve, of them. It's the oldest pub in the country. Old well, pubes.
0: Everybody likes but, old yeah. pubes.
1: But um... <laughs> we're down for a pub crawl for sure, man. Hell
0: Absolutely. yeah. So
2: well, that'll definitely happen.
0: Emphasis on crawl. <laughs>
2: I don't want to walk. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't get walking. This is. This is England. You'll have to. Uh, yeah. Get in your car to drive fifty yards around the corner. That's the. Right. And...
1: Everybody, everybody Ubers out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> God.
0: Uh. Cool.
1: All right, anything else you guys wanted to cover with Ronnie
2: before we let him go?
0: Nope. I'm, I'm uh, set, man. Ronnie, are you looking forward to Austin?
2: Yeah, I'm down there next week. It's definitely happening. I booked my flight. I'm down Friday and Saturday. So if any of you guys are in the uh, South by Southwest, I'm going to be demoing uh, Walking Dead. And I'm going to be in the Games Expo on the uh, Skybound stand.
1: Oh, nice.
2: We'll have all the toys there. So certainly, I don't know, you guys, I think are a few hours away, but I'm sure some of your listeners are in the area. The gaming area is free to get into, I think, at the uh, at South by Southwest.
0: Yeah, I know so, the, uh, the Austin and the San Antonio guys are, are talking about rolling up and I ain't hanging out with you, um, Jeff yeah. and I are stuck on on wifely duties. That uh, yeah,
2: cool, no, so. yeah. Well, I've uh, I've done mine this week. I've got them in the credit, but yeah, please let them connect me on Facebook and we'll hook up. Um, you know, we kick around on the Friday night, have a few beers. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm in Austin. I'm playing games. and am happy to talk and chat and there to just cause as much trouble as I can.
1: Nice sounds good man well we're excited hopefully we can get you back out for one of our tournaments this year and uh show you a good time again so
2: yeah if you look and pick me a list of your dates i'm gonna be in the u.s at least four times this year i'm doing two in the next couple of weeks but at least four probably five times so i will try and make sure one of them starts or ends um around the time one of your tournaments and swing on by
1: cool sounds good fantastic well we appreciate you coming on man taking the time to talk to us
2: uh, my pleasure. Thanks for uh, being patient with me, trying to work out the tech and get here on time and <laughs> doing it all up as usual. So. Oh, it's all good, man. It Appreciate it. Cool. Thanks very well, much. Have, have a wonderful tournament. Enjoy yourselves. And thank you for being such uh, Absolutely. Thank, thank,
0: thank you, you for you. giving us a game to play.
2: Uh-huh. My pleasure.
1: And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff.
0: At BeerWog for Ryan or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com at capamr05 for Mark at thebeerphase, all one word, for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us by email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com. Phase, all one word at g
2: Could I come again, please? Yeah, the ladies were too kind You've been